Hey, what's up, Warrior? It is Jeff from WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 384. Okay, so it is the sexiest topic that you're going to find in survival magazines and online forums and blogs, but it's also the most misunderstood and actually even the most dangerous source of what I would say overconfidence, even among the most experienced preppers that are out there. And I'm talking about surviving a forced bug out evacuation. In this episode, I have a no BS dose of reality for you. So let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. Hey there, welcome back, Warriors. It is Jeff Anderson, Executive Director of WarriorLife.com. Okay, so the way I look at it, there's basically three types of people when it comes to evacuating out of your home and going to a safer place because of a major disaster. So one, there are those who just won't leave. So they're either afraid of the unknown that's out there on the roads, or they feel like it's already too late to get ahead of the masses and they're, they're kind of stuck where they're at. Or they decide to stay back to protect their home from looting. Most often, it's really because of what we call cognitive dissonance, which is basically just that feeling like, oh, I'm sure everything's just going to be, it's going to be just fine. Then there are those who may want to leave, but they can't leave. Now, it was estimated that about 30% of the residents of New Orleans when Hurricane Katrina hit weren't able to evacuate before the hurricane hit New Orleans. And mostly this was because of people that were in hospitals or the elderly or people who didn't own or they couldn't afford their own transportation or actually the prison population was a big part of that also. Um, for some people, though, like their job doesn't allow them to just pick up and take off. But for a lot of people, they really just don't know what to do. So they freeze in place and they just kind of cross their fingers and hope that nothing bad is going to happen, that they're going to be just fine. And then there's the third group, which is those who believe that they are prepared and they're ready to leave at a moment's notice. Now, this is for those of you who have thought out what you do in a disaster if you if if, if it had you in its sights, you need to get your family to a safer place. So you have a backup destination to head to. Maybe that's a, a friend or a family member's house in another state. Or you, you might even open own like a, a small campsite to retreat to, something like that. You, you've built out the coolest bug out bag filled with all sorts of cool gadgets and, and gizmos. You've got the latest tricked out AR-15 pistol with a bucket of bullets. Your, your family's frustrated because you stop so many times at the gas station because you would never, ever let your gas tank get below half a tank, right? So unfortunately, when you dig deeper, the most common downfall that I see is in how the movie plays out in the head of someone who really thinks about how an evacuation will take place for them, which typically means that everything is going to fall right into place and Murphy's Law doesn't apply to you and your family. And then the shit really does hit the fan. Now, whether that's a killer hurricane that's headed your way or it's a solar flare or an EMP that knocks out the electrical grid or or something like these 100 mile per hour raging forest fires that are literally like surprising parents with their kids in the local, the local Chuck E. Cheese in Colorado, like I saw. That's when reality steps up and it slaps you right in the face and it shows you how unprepared you are. An event happens and you have your family in different locations and you're not sure how to rally them together. Um, it's time to leave, but your vehicle doesn't hold as much gear as you thought it would. Your family suddenly decides that they can't possibly part with their, their most prized possessions that they hadn't thought of before. 
nobody can find the damn cat, whatever it is, right? And then, and then you get on the road and you find out that you missed your early window of opportunity to get out ahead of the masses or the police checkpoints turn you away from your established route that you had planned because you need to go back to the government-designated evacuation path, or traffic is at a standstill because cars have run out of gas or broken down in the middle of the road miles up ahead of you, and then people are out of their cars, and they're pissed off, and they're yelling at each other because they realize that there's nothing they can do about their situation. And you, my friend, are trapped. So the bottom line is that in order for you to get you and your family to safety, you need a plan, right? But you need a plan that's based on the real world, where things can go very wrong in a very big way. And you still have contingencies for bypassing those obstacles that are going to trap everybody else there. And here's the thing. The only way to really know if you're ready is to test your plan. Now, I'm I know you've heard this before, right? So let's do it right now. Seriously. This came up because a couple of weeks ago, I was having a meeting with one of my team members uh, who lives in another state. They're in Texas and I'm in Florida now. And I've been working on my future book that, and a big part of it discusses just how vulnerable we are to our entire grid going down and throwing us all back to the Stone Age and what happens as a result of that. When all of a sudden, his audio starts going out. Now, this is somebody who lives in, a, in an urban area where, and it wasn't like just, it was like the audio was going out on our Zoom call. It was different. All I can say is that it was different. It wasn't like a bad microphone or something like that. And then all of a sudden, we got cut off. And for just a moment, I had that, it was that oh shit moment. It's happened. And instantly, my mind went to my next actions of rallying with my girlfriend nearby my office and then putting our plan into action because there is a plan. We have all the supplies that we need, including fuel, to be able to get to our planned destination, and there is a destination, and to do it well before our town starts freaking out and blitzing the stores and the gas stations out there. So I want you to imagine right here, right now, the power is gone. All you have is what you have with you right now. There's no more gas. You're not getting to it. The pumps don't work. There's no phone to call anyone. The cell towers are down. There's no ATM machines for you to pull your money out. And heaven help you if you think you're going to go down to the grocery store to stock up on some food. So how easy will it be for you to meet up with your family? How about getting to your kid's school in a, in a massive traffic? How much fuel do you have in your vehicle right this moment? How far will it take you if you need to get out of Dodge? If you're at home right now, go to your refrigerator, your freezer, your pantry. How easy is it going to be to load everything up in your vehicle? And is there even room for everything? What would you take with you? Are you going to go in one car? Or are you going to take separate cars? These are all the things to play out in your head. Now, it may be that your home is in the best place that you can possibly be. Maybe it's away from like urban areas. So if you do live in a more rural area and you're well supplied, in that case, it's most likely going to be worth it for you to stay where you're at, depending upon the status of your environment, your town, and how the crisis unfolds after that. 
But for a lot of people, no matter how cool your bug out bag is that you own or how many, how many guns you have or how awesome your garden is or how big your monster truck is, if you really game this out in your head, you're going to start to see some weak links in your plan. So start asking yourself, what if we leave and we hit dead stop traffic? What are we going to do? What if you go to take your alternative route that you made and police turn you back to the government designated route? They say you can't go by here. What are you going to do? What if you're able to drive up the median of the highway because that's what I do, past all those stopped cars that are staying on the pavement, but a group of people see you coming and they think it isn't fair, so they get out in front of you to try and stop you. What are you going to do? That's where you need to be. You need to be in the what ifs. So now it's your turn. Come up with your own what ifs and give it a good think. You'll thank me later. And until then, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.